Welcome to the Fat Stacks Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Ezoic. If you're getting lousy page speed scores for your sites, definitely check out Ezoic because they have this new site speed accelerate platform that has improved my page speed scores tremendously across my niche sites. Okay, today let's pose the hypothetical of what I would do if I only had one hour per day to work on my online publishing business. This is an interesting exercise because it forces me to really distill down what exactly are the most important tasks that I can do and try to cram them into one hour. And this isn't just so I can get on maintenance mode. The goal here is to actually, with one hour of time per day, five days a week, still actually grow the business. So what is it that I would do? And I say I, but this also applies to you. Now, obviously, there's different assumptions and there's different scenarios, so I'm going to set those up. So any time that you're working on your online business, you, you really have to keep in mind it what you are working on right now and more specifically is what you're working on right now the highest return on investment of your time activity and often it's not we get we get we chase down these rabbit holes of what I would call useless tasks. Now, it's a little bit of a harsh term because they're probably not totally useless. They probably some merit in doing them. At least we think so. Uh, but by by saying that, it's you know if you have a something that you could do that's better, that's going to give you a better return, then it is kind of a useless task at that particular time. All right. So let me give you an example. All right, because it's it's not always just the same tasks that you're going to do because sometimes. Sometimes there are things you have to do that that are out of the ordinary that you wouldn't necessarily want to do or that are part of your daily routine. So, for for instance, if I have a, a site that that crashes for whatever reason, I'm getting errors and it's not displaying right. Well, the most important thing that I could do at that time is to drop everything and get that site live again, because a site that's down isn't earning, and everything you put into that site is basically wasted money. So. The, the priority at that point in time is to get that site live again. All right. So, and this happens, right? And we don't like it. And anything to do with tech is not my thing. Uh, it's interesting. Anybody I talk to who, you know, outside of this business, colleagues or whatever I meet, friends and so forth, you know, they inquire as to what I do, and, and I tell them, and they assume that I'm some sort of high tech software engineer or something like that. And uh, if you've been in this business now, now maybe you are a coder and you are into tech, but I certainly am not. If it weren't for the old drag and drop. WordPress website building and platforms and hosting and all the stuff that's so easy to use these days, I wouldn't be in business. So I'm definitely not a tech person. But sometimes we have to deal with tech, and that means jumping on live help or submitting tickets and getting the problems solved. All right. Another useless task. Now, this this is based on an assumption that you have a few extra dollars every month to hire a VA, whether it's part-time or full-time. And this brings up an important point. A lot of people assume if you're going to hire a, a VA or a virtual assistant to help you out, that you need to have the funds to hire someone full-time, but you don't. There are lots of VAs looking for 10 hours a week. And you know if you're looking for non-writer type VAs to just 
just help with with some tasks and your and your site recurring simpler tasks that that tend up tend to take up a lot of your time. Uh, hire someone for five or ten hours a week, and that, that's a very small amount of money. So just keep that in mind. But essentially, I mean, if there if there's a recurring task that's fairly simple and that can be trained. Then and it doesn't require access to bank accounts or PayPal or anything like that, then me working on it is not the best use of my time because somebody else could be doing that. Again, assuming I have disposable funds to do that. And that is my thinking a lot of times. But the the, the error thinking or the problem thinking comes like this. And, and I've done this many, many times. All right? In fact, I resisted hiring help for a long time, longer than I should have. But we, we immediately think, it's like, well, by the time I instruct somebody to do this task, I could have just done it myself. All right, that that is not the right way to think about this, especially with recurring tasks. Right? Yes, training is no fun. I create training videos often, and most of my training is done that. And they take a while. They take maybe four minutes, maybe take ten minutes. They got to render. They got to email it, and there's usually additional email instructions. And the whole thing might take 25 minutes to train for one task. And then there might be follow-up questions, and I got to review the work to make sure that was done right. So there's a process involved, and it's not fun. I don't really care to do it, but once it is done and they're trained, somebody is trained on it and that person can train other people on it, then I don't have to deal with it again. So even if it's a a 15 minute task that needs to be done once a week, this is now off my plate. All right. So moving forward in terms of, I'm going to actually explain minute by minute what my hour is going to look at, but we're going to have to go on the assumption that 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 I have some extra money to invest each month in hiring some VAs to help. Now, now if you don't, if you don't have any extra money, a lot of people getting started, and I didn't, and I've been there, and I know, if you don't have any extra money to get, hire some help or, or outsource anything, okay, your hour a day needs to be focused on producing killer content. End of story. That's it. You're going to focus on it. You're, unfortunately, you're going to have to format it. You're going to have to deal with images. You're going to deal with everything A to Z on the content. But don't deal with other things. Don't monkey around with site design. Use a default theme design. Get a simple logo on there. I, I've run sites without even a logo, just the text name of the site at the top for many many months until I was getting traffic just because I just couldn't be bothered to go get a logo because I knew like if I didn't have traffic it's what's the point and the only way I'm going to get traffic is good content so the focus needs to be content that one hour is spent writing editing researching killer content now if you do have money and you're able to outsource the content portion of this part or a part of it okay here here are my most important tasks that I do, and I do this daily or definitely weekly. First off is keyword research. I don't outsource keyword research. I've tried. And the problem is, is I'm so far along in my niche sites that you hire somebody who does keyword research. Unless, now I'll say I didn't, I didn't spend a lot of money here. Okay. I just wanted to see what they could come up with. Uh, But you know, they're not going to know your site. They're not going to do a full audit of your site and see what you've covered. And they're not going to do like really, really in-depth analysis. Now you can hire people to do this, but it's going to cost a lot of money, right? If, I mean, if you know keyword research and this is your business and you're really good at it, you're going to charge a lot of money. So, so to be fair, I haven't hired a super capable keyword researcher, but I tend to do it myself because I'm particular about the topics that I'm going to cover. I have a, I have a MO and my strategy in terms of that. And so I do the keyword research. 
I suppose at some point in time down the road that I'll hire someone who can do this and train them extensively, but for now, it's what I do. The other task that I do is I actually order the content. This too could be outsourced, but right now, you know, I use my content brief templates. A lot of times they need a little bit of tweaking based on the topic or the niche, and so I want to do that because I'm very particular about how the articles are structured, what's covered, what's not covered, and so I order the content. Now, fortunately, because I have loads and loads of content brief templates set up, that it goes fairly quickly. I could order a good number of articles fairly quickly, assuming the keyword research is done, but I do still do that myself. And the other task that is very, very important that I do and that I would do within this hour is to vet the content from the writers. All right. Now, they return the article after I've ordered it. Before I approve it, because most outfits that provide articles, obviously, if you hire in-house, you can do this as much as you want, but they'll provide revisions, right? You can ask for uh, requests to, to make changes, improve things, etc. So I vet every article, and I want to make sure it's done. I don't want to outsource this. I know what I'm looking for. I, I can tell very quickly whether an article is going to meet my st- standard uh, for my sites. In fact, I can usually tell within the first sentence or two that it's a good article. Somebody who can write a killer introduction that's interesting, that's not your usual fluff intro. This article is about basketball sneakers. Let me tell you all about, I know about basketball sneakers. All right. I see that. Boom. It's going back like instantly. I'll actually read the rest of the article. Usually what follows is not very good. The re- the writing's not very good. And I'll say, this is not good. This is definitely not worth the amount I'm, I'm spending on. It needs to be completely rehauled. But if I get a really interesting art, uh, introduction, almost always the rest of the article is very well done. So that, that's a good tip in terms of quick vetting. But I do go through everything to make sure that they've hit the main the main points that needs to be researched. I spot read a bunch of stuff in the in the body of the content, make sure the writing is is engaging and it's grammatically correct and and so on. Okay, so I do vet all that. And then the last thing that I do is I vet the actual content that gets published on my site because overnight the VAs, they actually take the articles from the writers, they format it, they get the images, they do the URL, they input all the meta SEO stuff, etc, etc, etc and then they actually publish it rather than uh, draft it they, they publish it. Uh, I don't mind if things are published, I can always go in and just make a few tweaks and changes and I do that quite a bit actually, I, I'm fine with that. You may not be fine with that, maybe you're the type that until nothing's getting published until it's perfect I, I understand that, that's fine too, it's just going to be an adjustment in workflow, but for me, I'm just like, just publish it, I'll check it in the morning, and I'll make changes. Usually, the only real change that needs to be done is a, is an adjustment to the title. Uh, maybe in advance, I should I should pitch the titles to the writers, but sometimes there's just, when the article's on the site, and I'm seeing it on the front end, and it's published, and I'm looking at it, and I come up with better titles at that point, rather than just trying to think of them just before anything is actually visualized or actually set up on the site. So so it's working for me. So those are my four tasks that I would focus on within the hour. In fact, these are the tasks I focus on now across all my niche sites. This is, this is really essentially what I try to stick to. Anything other than that, I try to outsource. Now, of course, I, I get bogged down with additional stuff here and there. Uh, but essentially, it's keyword research, ordering content, vetting the content from the writers and then vetting the published work on the site from all the VAs. And that's it. That's what I do. So my hour would look like this. Review content. I kick off my day with reviewing the content published overnight, tweak titles, etc. That takes about 20 minutes. Okay. This is if I'm trying to cram this into an hour. 
Second would be review the completed articles from writers and approve them so they're ready for the VAs, 10 minutes. Order new content, 20 minutes. Send revision instructions and or other instructions to VAs and or writers, 10 minutes. Okay, now obviously these times are going to fluctuate day to day, but generally that's what it would look like. And I could probably handle about four to five articles per day, which is roughly what I close to publish. I don't publish quite that many, but if, if push came to shove, I could handle that many. That'd be an intense hour, okay? Now, is this what I do right now? Do I do I actually implement the one-hour workday? No, it's not. It's not ideal. I actually spend anywhere from one and a half, two, to sometimes four hours on my niche sites, uh, separate from fat stacks, just because I'm doing long-term planning. I probably do more keyword research, and I deal with email newsletters and, and admittedly I do stuff that should probably be outsourced and would reduce my time and I'm working on it I'm, I'm constantly working on you know, more efficiency but I don't currently spend one hour on on my sites per day now the reason I'm doing this as a hypothetical is it's helpful it distills down to me what the four most important tasks are. And in fact, it was informing because I could probably, if I were willing to spend more money on hiring some help, such as a, a very capable editor, they could probably review the articles from the writers, which would shave off a task. They could probably order content for the writers, which would actually shave up quite a bit of time. And they could also vet the published content on the site. So in theory, I suspect I could get this down to just having to do keyword research. And keyword research is interesting because that doesn't need to be done every day. That could be done in a, in a larger session once a week or once a month. And in fact, that's typically what I do. I will just hunker down and, and do a longer session for my niche sites and just spill out a whole bunch of different topics for, for the coming days. So really, that's where I should be looking at. So in this 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 podcast and what was originally a blog post on the site was very informative because I, I have a goal. I can get to that point where all I really need to do is the keyword research. All right. So, but for now I'm not quite there. And this is something that I think is an important activity for anyone to be doing if they're publishing. Again, if you don't have any money for any VAs or outsourcing any of the content, just focus on the content. But as you build up revenue, start deploying that revenue into outsourcing content would probably be my first first bit of outsourcing before I hired a VA. I mean, you only need a VA if you're pushing out lots of content, but before then, you want to get more content so you'll hire it out and, and pay for it. All right. So now here's a phrase that goes through my head a lot, but it only takes 10 minutes, right? We're talking like simple recurring tasks that are easy, easy to add to the workflow. And eventually what happens is it becomes, maybe it's done daily, maybe it's done weekly, maybe it's done monthly. These are simple tasks and you're just like, you know, I could just do it myself. Why pay for it when I could just do it myself? And that's fine. But there are two problems with recurring simple tasks, even if they just take a couple of minutes. And, and the biggest problem I've noticed is, is they actually have take a mental toll on you. They do me, right? The more on the to-do list, especially the recurring to-do list, the more it just, it's like this cloud hanging over you and it, and it drains the energy, even though you're not actually doing it at the time. But it just, it's like you come to work and it's like, oh, yeah, right, I got to do that, I got to do that, I got to do that. And I want to I clear that out. I don't want that, you, you know. So, so stop 
saying that, but it only takes 10 minutes. I can do it really quickly. As soon as you're able, outsource that stuff. It'll clear your plate, it'll free your mind, and you can focus really on what's the most important, which is content production at all levels. The second the second thing is, is even if something's only 10 minutes, right, but let's say it's a, a task at 10 minutes per day, whatever it may be, and it's easily outsourced. You add that up over 20 days for a month, that's over three hours per month. That three hours, as we've, as we learned, if you focus every hour on content, you can push out a lot of content, which is going to be your highest return on uh, investment with your time. Now remember, niche sites make money from content, pure and simple. Now, I'm going to give you an exception there. If you are doing more of a link building uh, model with niche sites in terms of you're trying to rank for a lot more competitive keywords, especially buyer intent keywords, and you want a lot of traffic to fewer posts, that's a different model than what I do. I tend to push push out lots of low competition keyword type topics, but I'm, I totally understand the link building thing. I get it. It works. I have seen case study after case study after case study with tremendous results. If you're doing that model, one of the most important tasks you can do is actually building the links, the good links, and making sure it's done right. Now... That can be outsourced as well. In fact, there's some agencies out there that will do all the outreach and all the guest guest blogging and whatever the other methods are. There are a lot of methods out there. I don't really stay on top of it because I don't do any of it. But there are agencies that are a lot more efficient than it. So if you're in a position to outsource, probably one of the first things you're going to outsource is that link building because it's horrendously time-consuming. It really is, right? Outreach is a very time-consuming task, but it's a very simple task, so it can easily be outsourced. It's, it's basically the same thing over and over and over, right? So, and of course, there's other models in terms of link building, but that's essentially, yeah. So, if you are in the link building, that's probably the first order of business is to get that outsourced, okay? So, uh, but if you're not, and you're just focusing on publishing content, the focus has to be on the content. That's your product. That that is what is going to make you the money. That is when it's going to get you the traffic. The content is where the ads go. The ads need somewhere to go. They have to go on content. So the more content you have, it's kind of a, a great little win-win-win, right? More content means more traffic, which means more ads displayed, which means more revenue. That's the concept. Now, does this mean I'm going to cut down my hours to one hour per day? Maybe one day. Maybe I will. Uh, but for now, no, definitely not. I do still put in my 40 hours a week, give or take. And, well, I do work quite a bit on fat stacks. So if, if I were going to go down to one hour per day, fat stacks, I'd have to retire that sucker. And I don't want to do that right now because I enjoy doing it and it's a, it's a good niche site. Uh, now, the, uh, the, the final objection, and, and this is legitimate, all right, now, you're going to say, well, you know, John, it's all well and good. You say you can outsource and hire content and you hire VAs and all this stuff, but that's a lot of money going out the door every month, and it can add up. It can add up to a lot of money. And maybe you got into this line of work because you really love writing and publishing content, and so you'll continue doing that, and it just so happens you can build up a nice side income, and you'd rather take that extra income and invest it elsewhere, maybe in passive investments like stocks and equities and bonds, or maybe you're saving up to buy a brick and mortar business, right? These are totally legitimate financial reasons to 
forsake outsourcing, keep every nickel that you make, and invest it elsewhere. I, I cannot argue with that. You know, it's basically trading your, your specialty in writing and ability to publish really good content that gets a lot of traffic and take the revenue that that generates because that's something you actually really enjoy doing and you are good at it and take that revenue and deploy it into the long-term passive uh, income generating uh, investments like stocks, bonds, REITs, I think they're called REITs. I'm not a financial person really at all, uh, but uh, I, I know these things, these vehicles are out there and there's others. Or you want to buy a brick and mortar business. Maybe maybe it's been a dream to own a bar or some sort of restaurant franchise or a paid parking lot, which is an interesting business because you just collect the money every day from everyone just parking there and there's not a whole lot of upkeep, but that's a whole other topic. So that's it. One hour per day. It really forces you to think and distill down, get down to brass tacks, what you need to do that's the most important to grow your online publishing business. Thanks for listening.